Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to our weekly edition of 52 Players. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the executive director of Long Island Against Domestic Violence, a very important group, and a big reason why that group is getting so much attention is Wendy Lince Alada. And hopefully I have that pronunciation. Wendy Lince Alada is uh, just doing great things here on Long Island and a, a very, very important issue and something close to many of our hearts. Uh, Wendy, how are you? I'm doing well, Frank. Thanks for having me. How was my pronunciation? Was I okay on it? You were perfect. All right. Well, listen, uh, you're you're perfect. The, the things that you guys are doing and that you're doing specifically, uh, it's, it's wonderful. And uh, everyone uh, from the outside, uh, you know, talked about how during COVID, Things got even worse uh, as far as domestic violence because I guess people were uh, were closed in and people were trapped in. Uh, is that just something we heard or is that actuality? Um, no, that's actual reality. Um, at first, you know, things got quiet. I think, you know, everybody was frightened. Nobody knew what to expect. You know, none of us ever experienced a pandemic like that. Um, but then quickly... I would say within a week, um, our hotline started ringing, and I'll be honest with you, it hasn't stopped since. Um, we got flooded with calls from people who, you know, it, it was a difficult situation for them. You know, everybody was told to stay at home, and when you're in an abusive relationship, that's not always possible or safe when the person that you reside with is being abusive to you so it was a very challenging time for everybody so many people look back on history and and we have a horrendous history uh, of of men abusing women and 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 by the way it goes the other way i i know that but for the most part i think we're talking about uh, the abuse of women by by men uh, by their husbands or their domestic partners and you know even the words or the the expression rule of thumb had to do with uh, how you know legally how long a stick could be that you could beat your wife with uh, which is you know just uh, you know you you know, talking just a hundred something years ago, that there mm-hmm. there were laws on the books uh, such as that. I would assume that we've become more enlightened as we got closer, but still, it's a major problem. It's an epidemic, domestic violence. It is an absolute ep- epidemic, not only here in Suffolk County, but nationwide. I mean, throughout the world, it still remains a tremendous problem. Uh, what they say, one in three. One in four women will experience this at some point in their lifetime. Um, it also remains one of the most underreported crimes um, for a large number of reasons. So there's there's a lot of work to do, and we appreciate you highlighting what we do because folks like yourself can help raise awareness and help survivors know and learn what their options are and that we're here and there's help available. Wendy, if you don't mind, let's do a little bit of your history, and uh, and and if you don't mind uh, further, let's start from the beginning. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Uh, I was born, I believe, in Brooklyn, but we didn't reside there. Um, 
we moved out here to Suffolk County when I was, I think, almost one or a little over one. So I'm going to go ahead and say I was raised out here in Suffolk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, no, you know, no question. That's similar yeah. to me. I, I was born in Manhattan, and and you know, my family moved out here when I was about two. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it, Suffolk is is what I know of uh, of, of growing up, and uh, you know, again, we're in the suburbs here, and we're in the the suburbs of a a major metropolitan area, the biggest city in the in the country the most populated city in the country and you would you'd like to think uh, more enlightened than uh than some places may and again that's not to stereotype but uh, some places in the deep south or the midwest or uh or very rural areas where you know, mountain areas where the kind of law uh takes a a, a back seat uh is it is it a, too much to expect that we should feel like we we have a better handle on this than other places around the country, certainly other places around the world. Uh, I know we don't. I know we don't have a great handle on it. But shouldn't we feel that we we should have a better understanding or a better awareness of the issue? Yes. Um, and we do to an extent. Um, you know, here on Long Island and Suffolk County, we are very fortunate. Um, we have partnerships with the Suffolk Police Department, with the District Attorney's Office. Um, the Suffolk County Police Department has always been ahead of the curve when it comes to domestic violence cases. Uh, Suffolk County had a mandatory arrest policy in place before the state of New York did. Um, so, you know, they've always been proactive and ahead of the curve. Um, always work to do um you know a lot of folks still choose to think that oh this doesn't affect me it doesn't affect anybody i know when the reality is everybody knows someone who has either previously experienced this or is currently experiencing this in their relationship and they're just not aware of it um you know we have to remember that this behavior it, it's hidden and it is reserved solely for the partner. So what what the offender portrays to the outside world is the polar opposite of what is actually going on behind closed doors. Wendy Linsalata is the voice you're hearing. If you're just joining us a little late or turning on your radio a little late, Frank McKay here with Wendy, who is the executive director of Long Island Against Domestic Violence. Uh, Wendy, the the uh, folks that are coming in from other countries, and uh, specifically, and again, this this is by no means um, a, a, a stereotype, but one of the concerns I have with, uh, and I, I certainly believe in people's uh, customs and everything else, but uh, the burkers uh, uh, concern me a bit because I know that uh, they've been used, and, and we're talking about in you know in, in Muslim customs, the burqa has sometimes been used to cover up a, uh, a you know an abusive marriage or or the abuse of a daughter, and you know never mind the you know the uh, uh, oppressive heat that comes down and and people are forced to uh, you know wear because of custom or because of tradition uh, this burqa that's uh, that's got to be suffocating but my concern has uh, has always been is it covering up bruises and and the embarrassment of the the perpetrator that uh, that that could have put those bruises on that woman 
I mean, it could very well. Um, but, you know, again, um, I know, you know, Islam is a religion of peace. It does not teach anywhere um, in their practices or their faith that, you know, beating your wife or partner is acceptable. Of course. You know, it, it goes right back to it's an excuse. Um, you know, we recognize diversity and, you know, we respect all cultures and religion, religious beliefs. But where the problem comes in is when the cultural or religious beliefs are kind of manipulated into becoming an excuse for abusive behavior when that's the furthest thing from the truth. Um, you know, it, is there an element of oppression towards women in certain uh, places of the world? Absolutely. Um, does it bring me some consolation to see that, you know, women are now starting to make their way in those countries? Yes. Um, do they have a long way to go? Absolutely. That walk is going to be incredibly long for them. Um, you know, as far as, you know, when people migrate here to the U.S., um, you know, it's our hope that, you know, they start to learn and, and understand that we may have laws in place that are different from the laws of their native country. And there's help available. You know, I can't say it enough. There's help available. Um, you know, people that are um, immigrants here, th there's a whole added layer of abuse taking place. There's manipulation from the abusive partner telling, you know, oh, nobody's going to help you. Your English isn't good. Nobody's going to listen to you. Um, you're going to be deported right away. There's, there's a whole host. There's another layer of abuse that these folks are dealing with. And it's our hope that we will continue to bring that message forward that abuse of any kind is not tolerated and there's help available and there are laws in place to protect you. Um, you know, your legal status in this country has no bearing on if you call 911 because you're experiencing abuse in your home, the police department here in Suffolk County, they're going to respond and they're going to help you. They're not even going to inquire about your legal status. Um, you know, so there is a lot of work to be done to help educate everyone across the board on the issue. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, you know, I could go on and on. No, well, listen, no, it's important to state, and also, I, I should make very clear, by, by no means do I think that the uh, religion of Islam, uh, it, you know, preaches to uh, be abusive in any way. My concern, again, uh, we'll move on from that, but my concern is the, the burkas uh, do cover up um, in, uh, in, in many cases, uh, and in many cases reported uh, some bruises that a uh, an individual has gotten, and I know that, uh, you know, firsthand hand from uh, from different folks that I've had on the mm -hmm. show but again mm -hmm. Frank McKay here uh, with Wendy Linsalata and she is uh, she is wonderful and she uh, she is uh, the executive director and spokesperson for Long Island against domestic violence and uh, again this is something that that uh, if if we're not aware of uh, it's not going to get any better and hopefully we are moving towards a more enlightened uh, society where uh, all of this is uh, is, is considered 
uh, considered uh, unacceptable. Uh, Wendy, I, I used to uh, own nightclubs. I, you know, when I was in my 20s, my friend and I, my business partner, I owned three rock clubs. And one of the the issues we came across, and this is in the you know the 90s into uh, into 2000, and one of the issues we came across was uh, was stalking, and mm-hmm. uh, and there were no real laws at the time that were preventing or, or protecting women from uh, from stalkers and whether mm-hmm. it was ex-boyfriends or ex-friends um, uh, or, or people that they just, uh, you know, unfortunately uh, met and ran mm-hmm. into. Uh, it's It was a major problem. Now, it's my understanding that the laws are a little better. Um, what's the status of stalking laws in, uh, in, in New York and in America? Uh, the stalking laws have definitely strengthened. The problem with stalking is uh, everybody has to remember, number one, it's a little difficult to prove stalking behaviors. Um, I know law enforcement, um, you know, they work really hard to establish a pattern of behavior there. Um, you know, another thing people have to realize and understand is sometimes the stalking behavior, when it's reported, um, isn't really viewed as a problem to the person that it's being disclosed to, whether that be law enforcement, a friend, a family member. I'll give you an, you know, for instance, um, a woman goes to leave for work one day and there are flowers on her car um, from her ex-partner. Okay. She reports that. This didn't happen in Suffolk County. It happened somewhere else. And she calls 911, and now they're getting a 911 call that says this flower was on my car with a note from my ex. Well, the 911 operator's thinking, okay, you got flowers. You know, maybe that's a nice thing. Maybe they're trying to reconcile with you. What they didn't realize is she was always told that the day I leave you flowers is the day that I intend on ending your life. Oh um, so, you know, stalking behaviors, they're... They're scary, and if somebody is experiencing stalking, when I say stalking, really, any unwanted contact, just consistent pursuit of somebody. Um, You've asked that they stop contacting you. They continue. They're showing up everywhere you are. They're sending you gifts. They're calling you. They're showing up at your house. They're showing up at your place of business. Um, That's something to really be concerned about because when there's stalking behaviors going on, somebody is in a tremendous amount danger especially when you're dealing with people who maybe their relationship ended they're not married they don't have any children together there's really no reason for the contact to continue and yet the person continues um even more frightening when you don't even know who your stalker is and we know that that happens like you were referencing when you know when you owned your establishments um it would it happens and it's frightening and you know again if anybody's experiencing anything that makes them uncomfortable i always tell everybody trust your instinct if something feels wrong don't dismiss that trust your instinct your instinct will never fail you if you're starting to feel like something isn't right and something feels uncomfortable and something's making you afraid trust that and reach out for help give us a call we're not going to force you to do anything but we're going to talk to you about all of your options and help you try to make a plan and determine what is safest for you to do right now 
Wendy Linsalata is our very special guest in uh, Long Island Against Domestic Violence is her organization. She's the executive director and thrilled to have her talking about a you know, very serious issue and something that if we don't talk about, if we don't bring continually bring uh, awareness to, we're going, uh, we're not making the problem get any better. Frank McKay here with Wendy. Uh, Wendy, what, what, uh, what are we missing that we should be talking about in a in a short conversation like this? What's what's the most important points that you could you could basically leave us with that uh, that could make things better? And again, from an awareness standpoint, I know it's not a uh-huh. snap of the finger. Uh, what should we be talking about here? Um, I think you know we should be talking about you know learn to recognize the signs of abuse. Um, if folks go to our website. Um, if they call our hotline, there's a whole host of information that be, can be given to you. Um, we have information on our website that discusses forms of abuse and the different ways it may manifest itself. Um, awareness-wise, and what could we be doing as a society as a whole? Number one, listen to survivors. If somebody's disclosing something to you, keep in mind that, number one, it took a lot for them to even tell you that something's going on in their relationship. It's not easy to come forward and tell somebody this. So that's number one. Listen to what they're telling you. Don't pass judgment. Um, Far too many are judged. They're kind of brushed aside. People don't take it serious enough. Um, You know, don't pass judgment. This can happen to any single one of us. It's no indicator that you're lacking in intelligence. You're from a certain um, socioeconomic status or education level or um, community. This can happen to any of us. It knows no boundaries and does not discriminate. Anybody can find themselves being abused. And on the other side of that, any single person walking can be the offender. Um, So listen to survivors. Don't pass judgment. Um, Don't. Don't tell them, oh, well, I would just leave. I wouldn't tolerate that. Why don't you just leave? Um, Leaving sometimes is more dangerous than remaining in the situation. An abusive relationship is based on power and control. And when somebody takes the steps to regain that power and control, reclaim it, they become, their level of danger is now elevated. Um, So we have to remember that leaving has to be carefully planned, carefully thought out, and done in a safe manner. Um, You know, so lend support. Let them know that there's help. Express your concern for their safety. And then help link them to services. Give them our hotline number. It's 24 hours a day. You're always going to get a trained domestic violence counselor on our 24-hour hotline. Um, You know, it, it is the, the single most important thing that I can say, whether you're law enforcement, a friend, a family member, a colleague, a physician, somebody discloses abuse to you, please listen to them and please believe them. Sometimes it's hard for people to believe what they're hearing because they, they might know both parties. And the person that they're hearing about that's doing these things to them is a very nice person. They're nice, they're funny, they're charming, they're generous, they're so it becomes difficult for people to grasp that 
wait a minute, you're telling me that this person is actually doing all these things to you? I've never seen that type of behavior from them. Yes, because you're not going to. Abusive behavior, it's it's a controlled behavior. It's reserved solely for their partner. A lot of times people say, oh, they must have an anger management problem. Abusive behavior towards an intimate partner is not an anger management problem. If it were, that person would be violent and lashing out in every aspect of their life to their friends, their family members at work. Nine out of 10 times, they're not. So it's not an anger management issue. It's a very controlled, calculated behavior. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, the single most important thing, listen, lend support, don't pass judgment and help them link to services. Wendy Linsalata, I want to thank you for being here. Congratulations on all your great work and good luck in the future. Before you go, can you leave us with a website, a social media site, and the, the phone number? for Absolutely. Our 24-hour hotline number is 631-666-8833. Um, like I said, that is answered 24-7 by our employees, our team here. We also have language line capability in case... English is not somebody's first language. Um, we have bilingual staff available. Our website is www.liadv.org. And you can find us on all social media at liadv.org. Wendy, once again, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Frank. Wendy Linsalata, everyone, is the executive director of Long Island Against Domestic Violence. They're doing great work over there. Please reach out uh, to, to help, to donate, to, uh, to ask questions, and certainly if, if you know of anyone or if you are in a, uh, a situation like that, uh, not non-judgmental, please reach out to Wendy and, and the folks there. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on 52 Players.